welcome to the Learning for Good podcast. Nonprofit learning leaders want to develop the skills their people need to scale their mission and create greater impact. If that's you, you're in the right place. This show guides you through learning and development best practices, top trends, and aha moments so you can deliver the very best staff development opportunities, even in a virtual world. It's Learning for Good with your host, Heather Burright. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Learning for Good. It's a beautiful April day in Chicago and the perfect day to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging. So today we're going to walk through three learning design principles for your virtual diversity training. So many nonprofits are offering diversity training or have plans to offer it in the future. So I'm excited to share three key elements, three design principles for your virtual diversity training. Now this is based on my own experience creating and facilitating virtual diversity training for clients. Let's dive into today's episode of Learning for Good. All right, let's dive in. Three learning design principles for your virtual diversity training. So the first principle may seem obvious. After all, this is likely where you start for any other training that you create, but it's a step that can sometimes be overlooked in diversity training. The step is set your objectives. What do you want your virtual diversity training to accomplish? Do you want to increase comfort talking about diversity? Do you want to improve diversity in a specific area of your work, like hiring, for example? Do you want to foster a culture of belonging? What is it that you want to accomplish? And then ask yourself, what does it look like or feel like when you've accomplished that? How will we know when we're successful? What will look, feel, be different? What are those observable behaviors that you'll see in your staff or in your volunteers? after this training is complete. So I can give you an example. Maybe you're looking to um, create a culture of belonging. And because of that, you're gonna look for um, more examples of psychological safety within the organization. So your staff and your volunteers, they may feel more comfortable voicing their opinions. They may intentionally seek out opinions and input from others, even with those that they may disagree. Um, which maybe they wouldn't have done before. And maybe you're gonna look for people who are taking risks and even making mistakes without fear of failure. Those are some things that are observable that you can look at and say, if our training is, training is successful with creating this culture of belonging, these things will start to exist or exist more often in our organization. Be as specific as possible and use this information to create those objectives for your virtual diversity training. These objectives will then guide all the conversations, all the activities, even the evaluations that you create for your virtual diversity training. Now that brings us to principle number two. Once you have your objectives, you can begin to imagine your virtual diversity training. I love this part, but keep in mind, virtual diversity training is different than training someone on your newest technology solution or a reporting process that you have. 
Virtual diversity training requires an element of vulnerability from your staff and from your volunteers. So we wanna start by creating connection. Creating connection is principle number two. So how do we create connection virtually? This is something I often hear is challenging for organizations. I'm gonna give you a few ways that you can build connection virtually. So the first is to start with relationship agreements. So this may seem trivial, but giving everyone a chance to share how they want the group to interact and share can help establish trust. And trust is essential for connection. For some staff and volunteers, engagement may look like active listening. For others, it may look like using the chat box. And for others, it may mean speaking up and sharing their opinions, sharing their thoughts and their ideas verbally. But if those who are speaking up don't understand that others are engaged when they aren't speaking, it can damage that sense of trust in that virtual room. And that trust is essential to creating that connection that you're looking for. Examples of relationship agreements can include being open and honest, engaging others with curiosity, showing each other grace as they share with the group, and creating a space where people feel comfortable asking questions. You might have others as well. Those are just a few examples that have come up as I've created other virtual diversity training. Allow your staff and volunteers to shape these agreements. These are the agreements that they want to use during their virtual diversity training. Next, go deeper building that trust within the group. It's one thing to say, we're gonna be open and honest and show each other grace. And it's another thing to act on it. It's natural for your staff and your volunteers to feel a little bit skeptical at first. You can design the virtual diversity training to build trust by designing activities that build relationships and allow sharing things that feel safe. What does that look like? It may include a relevant icebreaker. It may mean beginning with um, questions that feel easy to answer. It may mean incorporating self-reflection before asking your staff and volunteers to share with each other. But here's an example that you could use. You could have staff and volunteers start with that self-reflection. I can ask them to reflect on a time when they became aware of their own gender. What happened that made them aware of it? How did it make them feel when they became aware of it? Now, these are personal questions and they may not feel comfortable sharing with each other at first. So have them reflect on their own and then move into a group discussion, but change up the question where they're drawing on their self-reflection to answer, but they're not having to share those personal answers with the group. So the question may shift to, how do you want people to feel about their gender in our workspace? Now this works because they've taken that time to be vulnerable with themselves but their conversation is focused on creating a better environment for all. Now, eventually, 
as you're establishing trust, you might be able to ask those questions that are more vulnerable and have them share those with the group too. But when you're first starting to establish trust, start with some easier questions or allow them to reflect on those harder questions and then engage with the group in a slightly different way. So you also wanna think about engagement, right? Just to engage with the group in a slightly different way. Engagement cannot be underestimated in the virtual room. And it's no different with your virtual diversity training. So give some intentional thought to how you can engage people. This is part of how you're creating that connection. So think about ways that you can bring in breakout groups or shared collaboration spaces like mural or polls or the chat box or games or improv is a great way to bring in engagement. And these are all great techniques that you can use to create that engagement in the virtual room for your virtual diversity training. So I mentioned starting with maybe some easier questions, questions that feel safe to answer. And while you may wanna start with those easy questions to get people talking and to build that trust, it's important that we also create opportunities for staff and volunteers to lean into the conversation. And that's why the third principle is to prompt the group to lean in. We can't shy away from those hard questions. After all, you have specific objectives that you need to meet. We did that in learning design principle number one. We set objectives. And creating you know, more diversity in your workforce or a greater sense of belonging, it isn't easy. It's complex. So we have to lean in to those hard questions. As the virtual diversity training continues, build in those hard conversations for your staff and volunteers to really wrestle with. But here's the thing, principle three, lean in. Principle three depends on principles one and two being done well. If you ask people to lean in, but you have no real objective, they may feel confused or disillusioned about the process. If you ask people to lean in, but you haven't created that connection, that trust, they may feel hesitant or frustrated. We need all three principles to be successful in our virtual diversity training. We need to make sure we have those objectives set. We need to create connection within the group and we need to prompt our group to lean in. Now, I know so many of you want to create or continue your virtual diversity training. So what are those three learning design principles that we need to remember? Set your objectives, get clear on what you want to accomplish and what success looks like. Create connection, start with those relationship agreements, establish trust and build opportunities for intentional engagement. And then lean in. Remember those hard conversations are necessary if you wanna see real change in your organization. Now, if you are ready to create better virtual diversity training, head over to my website. Let's work together to help your staff and volunteers feel like they really belong. Thanks for listening to the Learning for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, We'd appreciate your support. Stay connected by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And share the Learning for Good podcast with your community on social media.